everybody, all of our viewers and listeners, and good morning, Brother Tony. Good morning, Jason. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm just good. peachy. Well, you're looking well. You got well. Thank uh, you. You have got uh, lead worship tonight at uh, First Baptist Boaz. First Baptist Boaz. Uh, they're having revival this yes, week. They're having revival this week from six to seven. Um, it's the tonight was the uh, uh, Don Don Blakeney from First Baptist Albert was leading okay. leading the whole uh, every night. He's leading the worship, but tonight he had set especially out for our Marshall County Worship Leaders Collective Group to to lead uh, to lead worship with him. So it's going to be a great week. You got the the uh, the pastor from Coleman that spoke at our um, uh, Marshall Association meeting. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. Uh, no, it Tom, was the Alabama Association. Right. It? Well, okay. Yeah. Tom Richter. Tom Richter. Yeah, he is. He's yep. a great preacher. So uh, we encourage you to go and support First Baptist Boaz and their uh, revival meeting tonight, and Jason and his other worship leading. Uh, uh, brothers that are going to be uh, putting together the worship service, yeah. and I, that's going to be good. Uh, but welcome. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, we welcome you listeners today. Those of you that uh, are new listeners, we encourage you to go to our website at www.beulahbaptistboaz.com. That's B-E-U-L-A-H-B-A-P-T-I-S-T-B-O-A-Z.com. You go to our website, and you'll find out what's going on at Beulah. You can also find the links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and uh, we encourage you to uh, join us online for worship. Uh, But as we say every week, the best way is to worship. always in person. In person. You you miss so much by not being here, so we really encourage you to come and visit with us in person. One good way to check us out is to check us out online and then come in person. Uh, mm-hmm. because you miss so much, uh, especially the fellowship. And uh, we we just have a, a brag on ourselves. Well, we got a great church family here. We have. I tell you, we, we really had do. a great time this weekend. We had an awesome knife show. And I appreciate everybody who volunteered that worked in concessions, uh, that worked in, in moving chairs and tables and set up and uh, preparing food for the concessions. We had hot dogs, and we had uh, uh, biscuits, and, and Carol and Bobby just did an Oh, yeah. Not, I mean, we had all, there was all sorts of concessions. And I didn't know if the knife show was going to continue to do well. This is our third year to have a knife show. People say, why are you having a knife show? Well, it, it really attracts a lot of men, and we're trying to attract men to the church. We want to uh, uh, see uh, fathers come in and lead their families uh, like, like we ought to as fathers. And 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 it it kind of blends in with our trail life troop uh, right. because we're we uh, a lot of the things that they do they've got a uh, I can't even think of the name of the merit badge it's something like sharp edge merit badge you learn how to use knives and hatchets and safety don't get too scared mothers but accidents and things <laughs> of that nature but they do it as age appropriate for age appropriate years and and with a lot of supervision but but you know. Young boys need to learn that. And and this this is a fundraiser for Trail Life USA, our troop for boys, and our American Heritage Girls Troop as well. And this year, last year we raised $850. This year, the count this morning is we raised over $2,000 for AHG. That's Trail incredible. Life. That is. That's that awesome. That is incredible. To have a great time, and uh, we appreciate the knife dealers who came. They were so generous donating knives for us to auction off for the boys and girls, 
And we just had a great, great, uh, great weekend yeah. with our knife show on Friday. And then uh, the big day was Saturday. Big thank you to uh, Gary Waldrop and Phoebe and Pittard. Phoebe Pittard and, but that, they, they, they come out and did some coming. picking and grinning. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was. It's, everybody just gathered around and sang some songs and while they played. And I mean, it's just good. It just felt like a good family event. Yeah, we did. We had it, and we 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 sang some of them old uh, uh, bluegrass gospel songs together, and we <laughs> we just had a good time. Yeah. So again, we appreciate everybody that that helped make that a great success. I appreciate my brother Jason. He's the one who put that together. He's been a knife trader for a long, long, long time, and uh, he's the one who kind of started this thing. So. Uh, but anyway, we, we had a great time. Had a great day yesterday. Yes, we had did. Had a good turnout uh, uh, in both services. And uh, we had a great Sunday yesterday. Uh, and let me remind you of our service times. We uh, have our contemporary service at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center, the big building on the back of the campus. And then we have our traditional service at 11 in the sanctuary. And then right in the middle, sandwiched in there is our Sunday school program. And we had a good turnout, I think, for uh, all, for all three. Yeah, we really we sure did. did. Had a good day. So we'd love for you to come join us uh, and um, and check us out live and in person. And uh, uh, I believe I believe you'll I believe you'll like what you see. Uh, going on this week, some announcements. The speaking of the uh, Trail Life Troop and the AHG Troop, they're going to be building birdhouses Saturday. Yes, they I think will. at nine o'clock, uh, they're going to be building birdhouses for our shut-ins. What a wonderful ministry! Teaching the kids how to build things, how to use hammers mm-hmm. and and nails and, and other tools, and get and other tools, and and building these birdhouses, and then doing ministry by taking them and and helping to put them up for our shut-ins so they can see the beautiful birds, the uh, uh, beauty of God's creation. And uh, we just, uh, again, appreciate all of our Trail Life AHG leaders. And if if if, if you know somebody that, that you, you know, uh, uh, young boys, young girls, they need to be involved because these programs help young mm-hmm. boys grow up to be godly men and young girls grow up to be godly women. So we're big on the family here. Well, this Wednesday night, all of our services as usual, uh, Trail Life AHG, our Cubby Bears, our youth group will all meet at 6 o'clock. The adult Bible study will uh, also meet at 6. Adult Bible study is in the sanctuary. Everything else is in the Family Life Center. Uh, we will have 5 o'clock supper this week, and I think uh, Jason's got the menu for Yes, me. we do. We're going to have barbecue nachos. That's going to be, that's the first. Well, that's something back. new now. You want to come check. That sounds good. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. we got barbecue nachos. And uh, for dessert, we're going to have a split between, well, actually, we're going to have two desserts this week. Two gonna, desserts. Yeah, we're going to have a peanut butter cake and a cream of coconut cake. Cream of coconut. Well, yep. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be quitting on desserts. you got to quit. <laughs> You got to you got to get some desserts that's not that good or something. Or I'm we telling you, they, I don't think there's anything that Hilburn's oh makes it's not great. Good. We recommend I mean, they're Hilburn's great. Catering Service. That's who we use on Wednesday night. They do an awesome job. Any other announcements out there? Did you think of uh, not that not that I can think of. You just you guys just be in prayer for us. We have our group uh, here in another just about nearly a, a, a month to this date. We're going to be going to Honduras that's on a mission right. trip. So, yeah, it's five of you going, yep. uh, flying out of the country into uh, yep. 
Um, uh, the mission failed, and, and we'll, we'll be praying for you right now in a minute. We want you to join us for a time of prayer as we do each Monday morning right here on uh, 93.5 WBSA. We appreciate our partnership with uh, Brother Chris and the radio station. I hear things are going well out at First Baptist Crossville. We're for Chris is pastoring now. Some of his church members yeah. came through the knife show, and they actually had good things to say about Chris. That's a surprise. I'm yeah, telling you. No. <laughs> we love Chris. He's uh, he's awesome. And yeah, I praise the he's Lord he's guy. out there, and I know they're appreciative that to have Chris as their a pastor out at First Crossville now. So let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and lift up the needs and uh, thank him for his answered prayers. Uh, as many of you may know, I was here Monday and I was coughing a little. And the reason I was coughing is I had COVID. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'd already, I've had four shots and uh, all, you know, all the shots and boosters and everything. And I've had COVID twice already. So I thought I was probably, you know, immune, but I guess not. This new strain that was out there got me and uh, really sent my wife Shan for a loop. She was terribly sick. I was not so bad. I had like kind of like a bad cold, but I appreciate your prayers. And it's a praise that uh, we're both back at work today and, and thanking God for his healing grace. So that's what we want to begin with is Thanksgiving. Would you bow with me there at home and let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do thank you and praise you that you're our mighty God. You're our great physician. You're our healer. We thank you for how you healed and, and touched uh, me and my wife, Shan, and we're better today because of your grace and your goodness, and we give you praise for that. We thank you uh, for the prayers of uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ that lifted us up and gave us strength. I pray right now, Lord, for all the listeners and their needs out there. And you know those needs. And uh, we pray, God, you'd grant those needs according to your good grace and mercy. Just fill them with your holy presence and let them know the promises of your word are true, that you never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that Brother Joey Carnes is doing great since his pacemaker surgery last week. Also, Jim King's doing great after his pacemaker surgery. We give you Praise for that. We thank you that Bobby Doyle and Trillis Causey's cancer treatments are going well, and we pray you'd continue to bless them and anoint those treatments to that cancer to take care of that cancer. Lord, we pray for uh, those that are in hospice care right now. We pray for Janet Coleman and, and Wayne Sims and Junior Walraven that you'd just grant grace to them and their families as we know you're walking with them through this difficult time. And we pray for the Adele Tillman family. She's uh, right now enjoying the beautiful place you've created just for her. She's right there with you, Lord. And we, we know that. What a faithful saint. It was our privilege to be her pastor uh, at Westside. And we pray for her family that you just grant the grace they need today. Uh, Miss Adele, don't need our prayers today. Uh, all of our prayers have been answered for her. And we pray right now for her family, that you just help them during their time of grief and sorrow. We pray for all of our uh, widows, all of our shut-ins at Beulah and all the shut-ins uh, from other churches, that you just uh, grant them the health and strength they needed each day. We especially pray for our widows, Sister Hilda Lacey and Maybelle Sanders, uh, Sister Dot White and uh, Sister Mary Wells, Maureen Sanders, uh, Sister Barbara Abbott, Gail Arnold, uh, all of these ladies, these dear sisters, we pray that you'd grant 
uh, grace to them and uh, uh, daily uh, that that they stand in need of. We pray for Arville and Pat Hanby, and you know Sister Pat's health needs. We lift her up to you. We pray for Joe and Brenda Hatley and, and, and Joe's health issues, that you'd grant grace and strength to him. We pray for Robert and Charlotte Brock, who's in assisted living now in Tennessee. We pray for Clint Jimerson. Uh, uh, who's in transition, and uh, Lord, we just lift him and his family up to you. We pray for Denise Pittard, who's having heart issues, that you'd grant health and healing to her. And we pray for David and Ruby Webb and uh, David's health issues and Ruby's upcoming treatment she's having for her esophagus problems, that you'd grant healing through those treatments, Lord. And we uh, thank you for the good doctors and our health care, Lord, that you have blessed us with. And, and we just pray you'd give them wisdom uh, as they treat the many that are sick. Thank you for them. Lord, we thank you for uh, all that you do for us. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our sister churches. We pray for uh, our sister church at Boaz, that they'd have a great revival meeting this week and pray for Jason and the others that are leading worship. Tom Richter, that'll be bringing the message that you just grant grace for the salvation of souls, for the building of your kingdom, and that you'd receive all the glory, honor, and praise. Bless our mission team that's making final preparation, getting ready to go to Honduras. Uh, we pray for the work that's ongoing down there, the good things that we're hearing that are happening down there. We just give you praise for that. Lord, you're such a, a wonderful God, a mighty God, a loving God. God of grace and mercy, and we thank you for that. Bless us as we look into your word today. Uh, help us, Lord, to understand you better, to know you better, that we might be the salt and light you've called us to be. In the name of Jesus, our mighty Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the title, and I've not mentioned this lately, but I want to bring this back up because we want to kind of bring everything back together. So a quick summary, if you will. We've been talking about the distinctive doctrines of genuine Christians, of genuine Christianity. Uh, what are the, the doctrines that we hold dear, that we believe, that come directly from God's word, that teach us the truth? Uh, 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 and, and the truth is something that's desperately needed in this world today. Well, it begins with the Bible, that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible word of God, a miraculous book in and of itself. It is God's written word about the living word who is Christ. And there's the doctrine of God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. We've talked about those doctrines and how important they are. We've talked about the doctrine of creation, how God created everything in the beginning in six days, literal days, because that's what the Bible says. And we believe the Bible. And, and that's an important doctrine. We've talked about the doctrine of original sin, how man rebelled against God and, and failed in the garden, how we've inherited that sin nature. We've talked about the doctrine of salvation uh, and, and, and how that we are born again and, and that we are justified in Christ, in the work of Christ on the cross, his precious blood, uh, his death on the cross, his glorious resurrection, his ascension uh, back to the Father, that we can have an advocate, an intercessor with Almighty God, and we can have access to the very throne of God. 
when we repent of our sins and turn to him, when we accept him as our Savior. And salvation is all in Christ alone. It's not in our works. There's nothing that we do that that earns the mercy or grace of God. Otherwise, it wouldn't be mercy or grace, would it? Because it's unmerited favor. So we've talked about the doctrine of salvation as an overarching overarching doctrine uh, and that other doctrine the other doctrines within that are justification and regeneration be made a new creature the doctrine we're on today which is sanctification and then I can't wait to get to glorification but sanctification is so so important it's it's really our everyday doctrine okay it, it's the doctrine that we live mm-hmm. in every day sanctification is what we're going through every day. So it is so relevant, uh, so important. Doctrines that are to come, okay? Well, doctrine of glorification, we've been talking about that. We're going to get to that. And, and what the end result of all this is going to be, where God is is bringing us to, and that's an eternal home in heaven in a glorified body. But we'll talk about that more when we get to it. We're going to talk about the doctrine of the church, what it means and how important it is that we are involved in the church. We've touched on that some, but we want to dive a little deep more deeply into that in the coming weeks and even months. The doctrine of the kingdom, is the church and the kingdom the same? Is it different? The kingdom is something we need to talk about. And what does the Bible say? Jesus does a lot of teaching on the kingdom of God and uh, uh, in the gospel of Matthew and other gospels for that matter. The doctrine of heaven and the eternal things, we want to talk about that. The doctrine of last things and the big uh, $3 uh, uh Theological word is eschatology, but uh, end times, in other words. We'll talk about that uh, when we get there. But today we want to focus on sanctification. And hagiasmos is the the Greek word, and and I don't know, I probably butcher the pronunciation there. But but that's that's the word in Greek, and it comes from the root word of, of hagio, which is holy, and so sanctification is to be made holy, being made Christ-like, living a holy life that is pleasing to God. That's where the rubber meets the road. Uh, last week, we talked about how God often uses um, suffering, trial, tribulation, difficulty to bring sanctification um, and I think I asked you the question. I thought I had a bad cold. I said, did I sin to bring about the bad cold? And you said, no. And that's true. <laughs> uh, but then I wound up going through a week of COVID with my <clears throat> wife. And I'm thinking about exactly what I was teaching last week. Okay, um, this suffering that I'm going through, what's the mm-hmm. Lord trying to teach me? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that is such a good question for us to ask when we're going through family struggles, when we're going through health struggles, when we're going through, uh, you know, uh, catastrophes, trials, tribulations of every type, we need to say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? Help me to lean on you. Help me to trust you and uh, and follow you. Um, the, I, I was praying about this morning, okay, where do we go? Uh, from last week talking about, uh, God uses, you know, trials and tribulations. Uh, where do we go for our next passage on uh, sanctification? Well, I thought of several, 
But the one that uh, just kept coming back to me is the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5. We'll begin there. So, for the next 20 minutes or so, we want to kind of give an overview of the Sermon on the Mount. Let me just, and I I didn't get to prep Jason this morning, although we had a little more time today than we normally do. when I say Sermon on the Mount, what immediately comes to your mind, the be- Brother Jason? The Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. Yeah. It does. I think most of the time people... Uh, blessed are the... Right. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. Or the, blessed are the... Meek. Uh, meek. Yeah. Blessed are those who mourn. And all of those Beatitudes are there in the beginning, and they... Um, uh, and the, the, the word Beatitude, I always thought it meant that's the the attitude I ought to be, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. But the word beatitude is actually a Latin term that that means uh, to be joyful. Uh, it means laughter. It means uh, happy. Uh, yeah. And it, and you could say, blessed are happy are the poor in spirit, you know. Um, and, and that's so wonderful when you think about it. So many times we look at a sanctified life uh, and we think, oh, that's like a monk. He's, you know, always serious and he's dry and and, and doesn't seem to be much fun. It's yeah. you're going through the do's and don'ts. But 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 the scripture is happy are the poor in spirit. <laughs> How can you be happy if you're poor in spirit? Uh, happy are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What do you think that means, Jason? Let me just throw that out there. What? This seems like a contradiction of terms, poor in spirit and kingdom of heaven and happy, uh, joyful, uh, blessed. Uh, What uh, is Jesus trying to say here? Mm. Mm. Good question. Mm, Very good question. question. No, not... not, It is a tough question. I mean... Well, yeah, and there's. I love when you. I love when you put me on the spot here. And, and, well, I do, buddy. You know, I do. give me one of these questions that. And that's a tough. One. Because the thing is, a lot of a lot of questions that we have. Because I mean, I've had them myself. A lot of these questions like this have to be really unpacked and really thought about. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's so much more within the scriptures that will help tie in what this says and why it says what it says. But it just. I mean, just take this uh, for instance. In the, in the second, in the uh, third verse of chapter five, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then on verse four, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Right. It's so, so happy are they who mourn. Ha- yeah, happy are they who mourn, but happy happy are the poor in spirit. How? how it, yeah. How can you be happy? Well, here, let's well, look at it this I, way. I'm kind of, you know, what is the poor in spirit? Mm-hmm. That's that's the question I always had. Right. What is the poor in spirit? Okay. To me, it's to me it's the humble. Okay, I'm listening. The way the way that I the way that I see that is is because dealing with sanctification with what we're talking about, I think that in these trials and struggles and things that we have, God is 
we're not asking for it, but in a way that that helps us to these trials help us to understand that we must rely on him. Okay. You know, we, we must be, it humbles us to understand that he is our source, that we rely on him, that he is our source and sustainer. He's the one that gives us life. Absolutely. Uh, you, you, you've hit on the, the, uh, really the, the thread, the, the, the truth, uh, that ties this whole sermon together. And, and this is, it's called the Sermon on the Mount for a reason. Jesus uh, preached this sermon there in the, the area of the Sea of Galilee. And I, I had the privilege of being there and, and, and reading the sermon while I was sitting there in the area where he, where he preached this. Um, and the Sermon on the Mount is, is, a, is oftentimes a contentious passage chapters five through seven, because some people look at it as the, the, uh, the model of what a Christian should be, but no, we can no way attain it. We can no way live up to it. And some believe that it is the, uh, uh, it is absolutely the guide for everyday living. Um, but then they look at it and they say, but it's impossible. It's, it's just it, in our, in our fleshly bodies, it's impossible. Uh, and the key to understanding it is exactly what you said, Jason, which I believe you gave uh, under the inspiration of the Spirit. There is two doctrines that are key to the doctrine of sanctification and, and that are key to successful sanctification. For us to be able to live out a sanctified life, for us to be able to live out a life that is Christ-like, holy, and pleasing to God, we must know and practice these two doctrines. Uh, maybe that's not the best way to put that, but let me just give you the doctrines. The doctrine, first of all, uh, and these are not in the order of importance for sure, um, is the doctrine of prayer. Um, mm -hmm. We cannot live a sanctified life without prayer. And what is the doctrine of prayer? Well, we're going to dive into that as we talk more about sanctification, how important it is to pray without ceasing. Well, the one that we're communing with and the one that strengthens us, the, ones, the one that's working in us sanctification is the Holy Spirit. And therein is the second doctrine that's critical to sanctification. You got the doctrine of prayer and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit that that without each of those, without either of those, you you will not have sanctification. And and where everything starts is exactly what you said. It's the it's the attitude of humility. We're happy when we depend on the Lord. We're happy when we realize we can't do it in ourselves and when we're poor in spirit, when we realize our spirit's weak, when we realize our inability as spiritual beings, our failure, the corruptness of our spirit in need of the very spirit of God to, to bring life to us and to, to give us the gift of the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. which is something we just, absolutely do not deserve. Well, let, let's take a, a, a kind of a quick overview of the whole thing. And, and, and uh, then as the Lord leads, if we, if we could camp out here for months. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. 
for months, no question about it. Uh, but let's 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 kind of see this. We, we get, you have the beatitudes first, okay? Mm-hmm. And and the happy or blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, these are those that are living out that holy and sanctified life. They are living out a life of obedience, and they are happy in that. If you want to truly be happy, if you want to truly know the joy, and some people want to separate happiness from joy, and I understand that. I'm, I'm not. Uh, some people say, well, as a, as a Christian, happiness is not what we seek to attain. We seek to live a, a life of joy, but. <laughs> But happiness is something the Lord wants to bless us with, too. And I know happiness is kind of in the moment. It's circumstantial. But here in the scripture, this word blessed is talking about happy. There's more of a of a of a joyfulness that impacts us uh, every day where we can greet every day with a smile. And and even through the sufferings of life, people can look at us and say, how can you be smiling here at the hospital going through what you're going through? It's because I know the Lord. It's because mm-hmm. I, my faith and trust is in him. And, it's just and like I, what Paul says in Philippians, for me to live is Christ to die is gain. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. <clears throat> so we got we got the descriptions there of being uh, happier, blessed, uh, these attributes of, of the, the faithful Christian. And then it comes on down here uh, as, as Jesus transitions the sermon. He says, you are the salt of the earth, verse 13. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. It's sad to say that's kind of where the church is today. We we have lost our saltiness. In fact, the church uh, in so many ways is compromising with the world. And the more we compromise with the world, the more deluded we become and the less salty we are. And salt, oh, there's so much we could say about salt. Salt mm-hmm. is a preservative for one thing. We was talking it's about that. It's one of that. my favorite condiments. Oh, it, it is. To use on everything. Yeah. And, 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 uh, may not be good I love blood I, pressure, but you know, I, I love salt cured ham. We was talking, we oh, talked absolutely. about that yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. And, and salt, had, we've talked about this before. Salt has to be rubbed in. And, and I love those mm-hmm. rubs and barbecue mm-hmm. rubs. And absolutely. typically they have spices and salt. But uh, the salt preserves, and that's what we're looking at here. Uh, salt also is an antiseptic; it kills yeah, germs, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's what we are as Christians. We're we're to kill sin, and we're to to be uh, sin killing agents in the world today, to be a preservative so that communities can prosper and grow as God intends them to be. But anyway, it says, "You are the light of the world." In verse fourteen. City set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. So Jesus said, okay, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world, and and you are the preservative. You are the guide. You are the proclaimers of of the truth that is Jesus Christ, and and. And in that, we have a joyful privilege to be a part of God's holy work. Well, then he, then Jesus, he, he begins to teach, really and truly. If you look in verse twenty-one, he's talking about. That's uh, my favorite. This is my favorite part of that whole chapter, by the way. Verse twenty-one. No, just that whole section where Christ came to fulfill the law. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Right. He said he he, he he we we talks about uh, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. And that's verse seventeen. And then he goes into basically uh, um, a sermon on each of the ten commandments. Okay, and 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 this is where it gets really deep, and that and it keeps going back. Let me keep reminding you, we're going back to what. Jason said a minute ago about humility, okay? Because a lot of times we look at the Ten Commandments, and if we're a, a you know a pretty good person, we look at well, I've not broken, I've not killed anybody, I've, I don't, I'm not stolen anything, I've, you know, I've, I've, uh, I, I believe in God, you know, and not, and and so, well, I've, I think I've done pretty good, you know, looking at the Ten Commandments. Uh, and and what Jesus begins to do is begin to really help us to understand uh, what the Ten Commandments are about and how we are uh, sinners in desperate need of a Savior. He said, you've heard it said to, to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable uh, to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Whoever says you fool will be liable to the uh, to hell of fire. So he said, basically, he said that if you think murderous thoughts in your heart and you're speaking verbiage that come from a murderous heart where you wish somebody dead, you're so angry with them, it's as if you've broken the sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. You see? Uh, Jesus begins to take a deeper view. See, I like what Jesus is doing here because this is exactly what he came on. This, when, when he was born, he started his ministry. He was saying, you know what? I no longer care about the actual action. He does in a sense. He does, but, but, but his, yes, he goes but, deeper. But he says, I don't, I don't care about the what as much as I do the why. Right. And I think that shows that. in yeah, these, absolutely. It's, it's the attitude of the heart. He told the woman at the well, you know what? Yeah, you've done all these things. And the man you're living with right now is not your husband. Mm-hmm. But give me your heart. Right, right. Well, and that, that was the lesson yesterday in John chapter yeah. 8. The, the woman caught in adultery, you know, in Sunday yeah. school. We talked about how how Jesus loved that woman. And uh, uh, they were going to stone her. And they said, we've caught this woman in adultery. And, and uh, the law says to stone her. What do you say? And Jesus had that beautiful line, he who is without sin casts the first stone. And they all began to walk away. And he looked at the woman and says, where's your accusers? And she raised up and said, there are none, basically. And then he said these words, neither do I condemn thee. And and sometimes we want to stop right there. Oh, I know. But but what did he say after that? Go and sin no more. That's right. Go and sin no more. Uh, so Jesus, it's exactly what you're talking about. Jesus wants to take it to the depth of where our sin really is, and that's in our heart. And 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 he wants us to understand that, that no, maybe we didn't kill somebody, but we thought murderous thoughts. Guess what? That makes us a sinner. Now, that doesn't justify us going ahead and carrying out the sin, okay? Uh, and that's certainly true of the next one when you mm-hmm. look at uh, the... Uh, 
the commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's because that's what he brings up, verse 27. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And and, and so again, he's going to the heart of the matter. And everything he, he is, is uh, preaching on here is, is directed to the heart. And what does that do? It, it, it should humble us. I mean, it should just mm-hmm. cause us to realize that we're poor in spirit, okay, that we need help, that we desperately need a Savior. And and it, it, would, it causes some to say, this is impossible. Who can do this? Well, that's exactly where Jesus wants us. He wants us to a point where it's impossible in us. But guess what? It's, it's possible in Christ. So we go back to what I I challenged you with yesterday, I mean yesterday, last week. I said, can a can a Christian live a perfect life? And the scripture, in fact, I quoted the the read the verse here in, in uh the Sermon on the Mount, verse 48. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So there is the uh the standard. Okay, there's the standard. You must be perfect as your heavenly father. Well, this does two things. First of all, it reveals that we are imperfect and no matter how imperfect, we are disqualified from heaven. Doesn't matter how many sins we've committed, how few sins we've committed. Our righteousness is like filthy rags before the Lord. Oh, that's exactly, that's exactly right. That's from Isaiah. Our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. We've got to have help. This should bring us to our knees. In fact, should cause us to be prostrate uh, uh, before the Lord, uh, just laid out before him begging for mercy. And when we, when we're brought to that point, then we're, uh, usable, then God can use us. Then he, then he can save it. Honestly, we can't be saved till, till we get to that point, till we get to the point where we recognize our sinfulness and our sinfulness is not just our deeds. It's our heart. It's our heart because uh, they originate out of our heart, uh, uh, a wicked, corrupt heart we have. And not the, not the organ that's beating. Right. By the way, that's we're not, right. we're not talking it's about our, the organ that's beating. We're talking about the one, our soul. I mean, with our soul, the our of us, that's right. What makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. But, but then some would say then, okay, therein is the purpose of this message. It is to bring conviction and to bring us to salvation. It is not an instruction in righteousness. And that's where I would say, uh, it's both. Yeah, okay. It's both. it's both. I'm sorry. It's both. All right. Uh, you, you, you don't get to, you know, just say, okay, well, it's helped me to realize my need for salvation and now I'm saved and I can just kind of live any way I want to live. Oh, no, absolutely not. It, it is to bring conviction and to bring us to a point where we, uh, humble ourselves before Christ and, and seek his mercy, but it is also uh, the answer to the perfection we need. We need perfection, okay? In fact, re- it's required to get into heaven. And so why, 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 how do I get that? Well, you get it in Christ. Christ comes to live and dwell within you. There's another doctrine we're going to have to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll get into Romans chapter 8, 
and we'll talk about that sometime, about how the Holy Spirit of God comes and lives and dwells within us. And that's so wonderful. I just so bless it. it, it therein, there's the happiness. The Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us. And when, when God looks at us, he don't see our filthy rags. He sees the blood of Jesus, the righteousness of his son. And that perfection that's in us, guess what? It ought to shine through us. There, that's the salt and the light. How could we be salt and the light if we just accepted Christ and 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 recognized our sin and were saved unless we let that salt out, unless we let that light out, unless we live it out. And we live it out from a changed heart. We live it out from a new creation that's within us. Oh, it's just... Uh, we're out. Of We're time. over. We're yeah, we done. We done. We done out of time, and I I don't know. I wasn't watching the clock. I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm sure Chris has done cut us off, but anyway, we'll pick up there next week. And those of you that are watching us on YouTube and Facebook, you got a little extra today, and we'll try to see where we got got cut off on the radio. And we'll pick up there next week. God bless you. Have a great week. Uh, we love you. Jesus loves you, and uh, make Him first in your life.